0: Welcome to Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. Thanks so much for tuning in. I'm Tony Connolly, appreciate you so much. We've got a great guest today an old friend, and maybe the most optimistic and one of the smartest people I know when it comes to business. Bo Garcia is the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. And I know for a fact he's had opportunities to go other places, to go to bigger universities, if you will, and he's still here at
1: home at LCC. Bo, how are you? Oh, Tony, I'm doing great. It is so good to see you, dear friend. Been a while.
0: Same But why haven't you left Lansing Community College? You've Mm -hmm. had opportunities to go make more money, go to bigger places.
1: Yeah. You know, I'll tell you, Tony, when you recognize that you have everything that you've ever wanted, you know, all the glitters is not gold. You know, I asked myself, you know, that question a number of times and I'm like, you know, where would I go? You know, where would I find that which I already have, you know, the culture of the institution. You know, the ability to do the kind of work that I, I absolutely you know, love. The people that I work with, the customer base that I work with, individuals like yourselves, you know. I get to work with people that are in it together, you know, in it for the greater good. I just appreciate that so much.
0: I have a young son who is playing football in college and he had mm-hmm. a multitude of offers. And what you just said reminded me of what my son said. He said, when you know, you know. Yeah. And a lot of times we don't follow through with that, do we? Yeah,
1: he nailed it. I think you're right, Tony.
0: When you know, you know. Well, what's the business climate here in the state of Michigan from your perspective?
1: Yeah, you know, Tony, it's strong and getting stronger. You know, the MEDC in particular, Leap, you know, Baptist Ice, Quinn Mester Jr. with the MEDC, they're doing a phenomenal job of recruiting and retaining industry. You know, we've had some big wins in the recent past with Altium Sales, et cetera, and a number of others. I mean, all the growth that we've had with the shift group and, you know, BRP Manitou, I mean, just to name a few, those that, are, you know, were recruiting to the region, but as well as growing, you know, as you well know, it's all about business growth, organic growth, and then inorganic, you know, a recruitment and retention. And at a time when there's so much transition in the workforce and, You know, business across the board, stability and consistency is gold. And I think the state's doing a good job of staying the course. I think that this region in particular, Tony, is going to really see some expansion in the near to mid-future, as will the entire state of Michigan. But there are new industries emerging, older industries transitioning and evolving. It's a little bit of everything. The virus has changed so much of the way we view business and industry and relationships. And, you know, the customer always defines value. So it's going to be to those industries and companies that can adapt and challenge the old models and transition as seamlessly as possible while retaining their old customer base or growing the new one. Well you mentioned
0: organic and inorganic. Define those. How do they differ?
1: Yeah. Organic would be those that already reside within our region. Those that we might start with. To give you an example, the Small Business Development Center. We establish, we help them get started, other small business loans, whatever it is, and then they grow. And just to stay with that example, at LCC, for instance, the Small Business Development Center, then they grow into larger organizations where they're served by the Business and Community Institute, where there's a customized corporate training for those individuals that have grown with that organization. So now they've gone from neophyte, maybe service or storefront from small business to midsize and then larger. And that's the organic growth. And then the inorganic growth would be those that are through mergers, acquisitions, industry recruitment, things like that. So,
0: yeah. I can remember a story someone shared with me with trying to get the community to get people to realize that industrial jobs aren't what you think they are. I remember there was this company up in Saginaw, they could not find welders. So they started training their own welders and they got this woman who was a single parent homeless person Mm -hmm. and they trained her and they helped pay for where she was living. And after two years, she was making six figures as a welder, and she was on her way to go to school to learn about underwater welding because there's a lot more money in that. And it reminded me of a conversation you and I got. We have to get back to the culture of, sure, if you wanna go to college, it's great, but you can have a great living and make a lot of money if you don't go that
1: route. Right on. That is so true. And you know what? We've created a new unit at the college called the job training center. It's on my division. Tony, its charge is to serve those individuals you just described, the underrepresented minority, those in the Alish threshold, the working poor, the disabled, and provide them with boot camps, you know, four or five, six week trainings that are straight and fast. We help, we work with the industry. They share with us what they would like to see in their curriculum, accelerated, compressed, competency-based, and we give it to these trainees. And they come out with industry credentials and are highly marketable and employable. We just started this program. Our first cohort graduates tomorrow in, in technical support services. So you're going to see more of that. And we're starting to do that at LCC now.
0: We're talking with Bo Garcia, who's the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. We come back, we're going to talk about Michigan's workforce. We'll do that next here on the Michigan Business Network on Media Business. Welcome back to Media Business. I'm Tony Connolly. This is the Michigan Business Network. We're talking with Bo Garcia. Bo, there are a lot of jobs available that will pay well, and we are having a challenge getting people back to work. We know that the pandemic was a large cause of this. What can we do to get people interested in working and making money again?
1: Yeah. And Tony, it comes down to the value proposition that industry is proposing, right? So we're all different. The world is different now. People's definition of value has changed. You know, at one time it was purely monetary, whether it's time, whether it's flexibility, whether it's remote work, da da da, da. So it's incumbent upon the industry to identify with the workforce that they have, right? And it's mixed. You have your Gen Xers, your baby boomers, you know, millennials, Gen Z, they're all coming into the workforce now. That composite of individuals is so diverse. There are so many different ways they define value. It's challenging for industry to identify how best to recruit and retain those individuals. But I think what's going to be key is for industry to kind of in some ways understand you know the paradigm shift. Our definition is no longer the definition of value. We have to work backwards from these participants. What is a value to you in the workplace? And then we define that relationship between industry and the workforce, we redefine it, if you will. When we do that and we do that well, I think we're going to have a, not only a more harmonious workforce, but when you have a more harmonious workforce, you have a more productive workforce, more efficient workforce. You know, it's going to be a transition for a while, but some companies are starting to figure this out now, and there is no cookie cutter here. I mean, every industry is different. IT is different from manufacturing, which is different from healthcare, which is different from da-da-da-da, you know? So there are some fundamentals that will always be there, you know, showing up for work on time, doing a good job, whether it's remote or in-person, face-to-face, you know, compensation packages are going to need to be flexible enough to accommodate the new perceptions of value of this new workforce, composite, not just into young people, but even those returning to the workforce who are interested in the workforce. Their values have changed as well. So it's going to come down to flexibility on the part of industry to just kind of adapt how they've been doing, what they've been doing to the new world. Because there will be some, Tony, that cannot do that or refuse to do that. And that workforce will find its way into another company's hands that is more appealing. It's going to be that kind of scenario for a bit.
0: I'm interested in the workforce. As you know, my background, I'm a mixed race guy, come from a single parent home, not a good environment. We were on welfare and food stamps for a while. And this pandemic got me to thinking, there are a lot of people who were paid to stay home and not work. There are a lot of people who before COVID hit, were not going back to work when they could get money back from the government. Kids are modeled this. So how do you get people out of those situations who've been living that way for a long time or who have children?
1: How do you get to those folks? That's a tough situation because society, you know, as you just said, frames so much for us. and the conditions under which we're raised affects so much downstream. And by the time you know children become adults, there are challenges that they face that were beyond their control early on. And again, I think it's going to come down to very, very creative, you know, almost unorthodox alternative ways of offering employment and employment incentives.
0: And I mentioned this, Bo, for two reasons. Number one, I think that the issues that we're having in society, I don't think it's a black thing, a white thing, a gender thing, an economic thing. I think it's two things. The disintegration of the family unit And me growing up, I saw a lot of black folks that way. But I think it's there are a lot of single parent homes where the families are just gone. And I think that also has really disintegrated the workforce, too. So that's the eternal question. How do we get the family unit back together where there's moms and dads in the house uh, looking after the kids, raising the kids right, teaching them that look, you don't have to go out and do this crazy stuff and look over your shoulder all the time? There's a good way to live and make a nickel and be happy.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I mean, support is critical. I mean, and Support can come through so many different ways. I look at it in my own career and there were so many individuals, family and non-family members that were there for me to help me and support me and encourage me and incentivize me and fight for me at times. And I owe debt of gratitude to them. I think that when a community evolves to a point where it is cultivating resources and support family and beyond family... I think that's where the real progress will occur. You know, there's a core, you know, family as is family does. And, you know, there's so much positive that can be done within the community that will help support individuals throughout the various stages of their lives that, you know, as you said earlier, we're almost required to find those alternative ways now because of the nature of the economy and the evolution of industry and the dynamics in the workplace, and in particular, you know, even small, mid-sized businesses. So, you know, resource development and delivery creatively, you know, understanding the new definitions of value will help industry incentivize And encourage growth. And I've seen some really strong efforts on behalf of industry.
0: That thought, because that was what I wanted to talk about in our next segment. We'll do that next here on Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. I'm Tony Conley, your host. Thanks so much for tuning in. This is our third segment with Bo Garcia, who is the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. And Bo, we started getting into it. I wanted to ask you, I want you to talk about the new and emerging industries and then some that maybe went by the wayside and are making a comeback. Talk about those, if you
1: will. Yeah, here are medtech. MedTech is an emerging industry in this region, and I think Leap is doing a phenomenal job of helping develop that particular industry. Again, there's so many resources here. We have Michigan State University, Lansing Community College, a number of institutions of higher education. You know, engineers, and I think that when we find a way to blend resources like the healthcare system with manufacturing. You've got, you know, the makings for med technology, and that's a whole new industry that's emerging. But I think that one, and then you have, you know, the Amazon Fulfillment Center. You know, that's another, a whole new modern warehousing. Let's see here. You've got Connect, another great example of a company doing creative things in the region. You've got AgTech. You know, in this particular industry, there is so much potential here in the mid-Michigan area. Those are the ones I think off the top of my head.
0: And it seems like, Bo, that we are seeing some movement for our state to really start to producing semiconductors, chips, all types of items like that that we need that we've been outsourcing.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. Oh, I'm so excited about that. You know, OTM themselves, what a win, 1,700 jobs. I mean, that is just phenomenal. You know, having GM here is what a blessing that is because it creates so much. and such a draw for other industry. And then the spinoff factor is also, you know, really significant there. So those are anchors that will help us recruit new industry here. But, you know, the second part of your question, you know, that is a tough one. I think that industries that downstream... Maybe a bit vulnerable for automation, for instance, you know, those that have some degree of repetitiveness in them that can be automated. That where profit margins might be a bit slimmer, where an investment in automation might make more sense, you know, downstream. Artificial intelligence is doing so much. And, you know, heard and read some things about, you know, the travel industry, not like airlines or anything like that, but elements within that that there are artificial intelligence systems that are being developed that are replacing the work that some folks used to do in the past. It's going to be interesting to see. And at the rate of technology and its growth, you know that expansion and constriction in these markets will happen sooner than later. And I think when
0: it comes to education and industry, they're missing the boat on the younger workforce. And this is why I say this. Me and my wife, I think, are computer literate we're somewhat tech savvy when we have issues about our phone or our computer I can go to my 19 year old and my 21 year old sons, and I'm telling you, they know their way around technology. They know their way around social media. They know their way around websites. And there's gotta be industries that are looking for talent like that. Not only because they know that, but the way they think and how they can problem solve with those skills. It just seems like there would be opportunity for kids who love doing that stuff. Yeah,
1: Tony, you're so right. The way people learn now has changed so rapidly. It's not just, you know, what they learn, it's how they learn and how they think now. You know, the process by which an individual learns today is so different than when it was when you and I were coming up. And it's far more, you know, in many ways, more sophisticated because there's so much more information to be synthesized. Right. So with that, you know, and with those all that additional capacity at their disposal, you know, they have to interpret More rapidly, and they have to prioritize more rapidly. They have to identify that which is of greatest value more rapidly. So, you're absolutely right. That Gen Z population, you know, I have a daughter in that group myself. There's going to be a tremendous amount of opportunity, as I said, you know, sooner than later for these young individuals and everyone across the board to move into that type of occupation.
0: All right. Final question for you, Bo, from your perspective, how do we in the media do when it comes to covering manufacturing industry here in our state?
1: I think we do real well. What I like is the boots on the street approach that you take, right? You know, the ultimate goal is for the listeners to trust. And there's nothing like a good story to communicate and convey and resonate with a viewer or a listener. So, to the degree to which storytelling is a part of the reporting, I think that really helped. And then, of course, you know, I think you do a good job of really speaking to the diversity that you spoke of earlier. You know, we are a diverse state. We have urban and rural. We have, you know, a good, strong diversity of business, you know, men, women, ethnicities, you know, veterans. And as long as we're telling stories that represent all these different populations in ways that really communicate with the listener, I think we'll be in good shape.
0: We've been talking with Bo Garcia, who's the Dean of Community Education and Workforce Development at Lansing Community College. Bo, for folks who need more information, especially if they're considering starting a business, where can they go?
1: They call the Small Business Development Center at 483-1921, or they can contact the Business and Community Institute regarding customized corporate training at 43 1857
0: That's area code 517 Bo, I appreciate you so much, my friend. Uh, we've got to break bread sometime soon.
1: Right on. Good to see you, Tony.
0: All right. Take care. I'm Tony Connolly. This is Media Business on the Michigan Business Network. We'll see you next time.